Maybe, maybe your first breakdown. It's your breakdown with Ed and Sean. You know those guys. It's Geeksters. Welcome to episode 200. I'm sorry. I gotta start over. Wait. Welcome to episode 285, part one of Geeksters. I'm your host, Ed. I'm your host, Sean. What did you say to derail me? I said, we'll be gentle. It's if it's your first time. Okay. <laughs> Hi, and welcome to the show, everyone. Um, yeah, so here's the uh, breakdown of the show that we did this Sunday night on the 22nd of April. Well, uh, it is the 22nd of April. <laughs> I just figured I'd throw that out there. <laughs> um, for those of you who are interested, this part one of the show, will we'll be catching up on everyone's week. We talk about a musical. We talk eh, little video games. And we find out what's hitting the um, what's hit at the number one at the box office, as well as what's coming out in Blu-ray and DVD. And a fascinating documentary that I saw on HBO. That's right. Yeah. And uh, when we come back, I will have a, a news article. Okay. So, but not the news article that I teased in the live show. I'm saving <laughs> that for part two. All, All right. right. So All we'll right. see you at the end. See I you guess. at the end, folks. And welcome to Geeksters. I'm your host, Ed. I'm your host, Sean. And as always, is the lovely Stacy. So, Ed, how's things? Good. How are you? How's the show? I mean, how's how's the show? How's the I mean, show? the show so far, thirty seconds in, seems to be going all right. <laughs> <laughs> how, how are you doing? Actually, is the question. Fine, fine. No, no, no. Uh, work, work, work. Work, you know? work, work. Hello, boys. All right. Anyway, um, how was your week? Do you have anything fun? Anything interesting? Um, not with me. Well, we went over to your place to watch a movie. We'll get yes. to that. Um, I got a video game review. I'm assuming you do as well. Yeah, I got two actually to, to talk oh, about. Wow. Two. Yeah. Wow. Hey. Someone, someone didn't go anywhere this week. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, I had a, a free preview weekend. It's Watchathon on Comcast. Uh, people have Comcast <laughs> in the United States. Uh, I th- or North America, I'm not sure, but I know it's in the U.S. Uh, the Twatchathon, that everything's kind of free right now. They kind of like go, hey, you know, if you want HBO, you know, you, you know, now's your time now to watch it. Chance. And uh, Cinemax and so on. So, uh, so in, in lieu of that, uh, other providers also have it as well. So I had free HBO and Cinemax this weekend. So uh, one of the things that I, I watched, which I was actually looking forward to, was, was going to try and figure out how to watch it, and I finally got to be able to do it, was uh, Andre the Giant. His documentary. Okay, that was fascinating. I have to say that. The, I, I mean, I haven't been in wrestling, watching wrestling in a long time, but some of the older characters, you know, I'm, I'm always interested in, you know, hearing about. Sure. You know, so Andre the Giant. I mean, his life was fascinating. I mean, he was he was uh, outside of he he grew up outside of Paris, France, um, and he and he grew basically from like 13 on. He grew to the giant size that he is now. Right. And uh, one of the things that he is, they were farmers that he came from his life and uh, he decided to do something else. And uh, when he was in the city, he was learning how to wrestle. Okay. Uh, you know, they, you know, say, well, you're big enough. Like, you know, why'd you come on? And, right. you know, they're showing like old footage of him when he was young against this like normal sized guy. Of course, you know how big <laughs> right, yeah. the giant is, you know, so him wrestling, this guy was hilarious. To watch. <laughs> this guy's jumping on him and trying to you know, <laughs> grab hold. And he just throws him off like a piece of gum. Off of his <laughs> He's hand. like, what did this? What did this? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I am um, under the diet. And then of course, back then when, when he first started wrestling, everything was territorized. It wasn't like right. today, like the 
WWE or WCW or uh, other other formats, there were just territories that were doing it. And then the New York area was the WWF at the time. Now it's WWE. Right. And uh, he he would actually travel. He would he actually started in Japan. Uh, he, he wrestled in New York for a little bit, but then he did it in Japan, and then he went across to North America and Canada and all, and and, and just. Every he just would fly everywhere to do matches for like a week or right. two weeks, and then fly to the next territory. And then, of course, when the WWF came into power with Comcast, based or cable, uh, taking over the over the country, they signed him up because he was like one of the first members that thought, well, he's the perfect guy because he was undefeated. Right. Like every time he he would yeah, wrestle, yeah, it brings the whole uh, showmanship into it. Yes, and then they they I mean, they really give you the inside of like how fake it is in a way. Uh, in terms of, I mean, the wrestling moves are real. Like, don't get me wrong. Well, don't get me wrong. Shut your mouth. Like, <laughs> I guarantee you, uh, the Triple H is going to go. Yeah, this uh, tour yeah, or know, ACL that I got. Uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, I mean, accidents happen, and, and and there is actual wrestling moves, but a lot of it is generally like who wins well, or loses. It's scripted. For yeah, the it's most scripted. Part. It's scripted, and uh, that was a the thing. They would always go to Andre because he was kind of like the king, and he sure. would sit there and play cards. You know, before a match, you know, just sit there and play cards in the wrestling room. And it was only referees and uh, wrestlers in the wrestling room. In the, in that in the room, green room? In the green room, basically. Right. Yeah, for wrestlers. And, uh, he, and they wrestlers would go up, how about today, boss? Everybody called him boss. It's like, how about today? You know, and he's like, you know, he goes, and he would he would never tell you if you won or lost. Of course, he would never win because everybody loved Andre the Giant. He was the he was the lovable guy. Sure. You know, they, they came across. And um, right before... WWF took over basically he broke his leg and that was the first time he was actually seen a doctor wow he, like, he never and that's when he found out his condition where he was it was basically the every organ and every part of his body was just growing to an enormous rate if you catch it early it's reversible but for him right, it, was yeah, too late. Yeah, it was too late but he lived every day like it was his last that's how he how he always presented it and uh the thing was is that he was a very sensitive soul, which I did really did never knew, you know. Kind he was of, a gentle giant. Yeah. Oh. But I mean, like he was he was very sensitive because people if you go through an airport, like people would point and laugh at him. Like, uh, this huge guy, you know. They show pictures of him on a plane where they have to take out like two seats and he's, right, you know, yeah, sure. You know, and he couldn't go to the bathroom in airplanes. Oh you know? God, I could barely go through him in there. Yeah. You know, imagine that guy. They would he'd have to go in a bucket basically, and they'd have to dump it in the toilet. That's wow. they had to put like a sheet like around it just to you know cover him up for right. decency, and then he would go, and then so like because you know, some flight for like fourteen, sixteen hours, right? Long. Yeah, especially going from Japan to America, yeah, or even across the country, you know, yeah. it's a seven, eight hours, nine hours, you know, flight. So it's a it's a long time not to go to the bathroom. Sure. Basically. So. He, uh, you know, but uh, he drank though. He was a he was a heavy drinker. He was a boozer. He was a huge boozer. Uh, you I mean, know, you gotta Rick live, Flair. When you got a liver like that, I guess you know. <laughs> uh, Ric Flair would, you know, because because the guy I saw there was like a preview first. I watched that first. It was like two minutes, right? And then I watched the uh, the 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 full hour and a half uh, documentary on him. And he was like, he was like, I wanted to make it so that when people talked about it, it wasn't I heard this myth story about him. He goes, he goes, I wanted to dispel the myths, as it say, like like, and if it was truth, and somebody was there and count it. Then they can go ahead and say it, not like oh, right. I heard so and so say. Right, you know, I was there, I saw it. This yeah. is what happened. So, like, Nitro Boy Ric Flair was was part of the <laughs> interview, and he right. was like, he's like, one night he sat there, he got drank hundred six beers, you know, like, <laughs> you know, but he would drink from like morning right till, and then like there was sometimes they would drop him off at a hotel, and he wouldn't make it to his room, he'd fall asleep in the in the hallway, or uh, the, and they would just because who's going to pick him up? Who's going to move him? Right. right? 
So that's, that's where they'd find him a lot. Get out of my way. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, then, of course, towards the end, when, when he when he uh, hurt his leg and then his, he had uh, back problems. Sure. He was he was telling uh, uh, Vince McMahon, he was, I think I'm done because I, I don't think I can continue on. And Vince McMahon was like, well, one more time, you know, like, like, let's let's have the ultimate showdown ultimate match, match between you and Hulk Hogan. You right. Know, that was the thing. And uh, Hulk Hogan, they 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 said, well, what do you think? And he goes, well, it's up to him, you know, because Andre was the boss. Like, right. You didn't, you didn't see what they called the ring general. Yes. So the like a week before uh, he got a notepad and he wrote down the all the whole like going through each motion of of the wrestling okay uh, type of thing, and in the end he just left it because he didn't know how it was going to end. Right, he they choreographed it and and just and and up until up until the match, right? Hulk Hogan had no idea if he was going to win or not. Right, like he, he was like. It's up to Andre whether I win or not. Like, it, yeah, you know, he, he and can't, you can't you can't ask him directly because he would just bust your balls. Like, he right. would he would never tell you, so nobody knew <laughs> up until the end. And then he goes, basically, he goes, when when it started, it started just like I wrote it. Like every uh-huh. every aspect of how I wrote it went it went that way and up until the end. And then you hear him call out like, "You're gonna slam me!" You, know, you hear him right. say it. And he, he said he, he heard him say it, so he's like, "Wow." So he's like, it was the first time that I think anybody picked up Andre yeah. the Giant and slammed him. Yeah, that was that was. I remember it. Oh, and they are shake. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and the do a leg drop, and he thought he was going to kick out, like like right, but he took it, and and the, and 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 uh, Hulk Hogan told him he goes, he was she shouldn't have been in the ring. Like his the way he was, he was in bad shape. Like he, he could barely move. He was like there were some things like he was he was like like crushing him like pretending to crush Hulk Hogan and Hulk Hogan was standing up straight so Andre could be straighter because of his back right like he didn't want to hurt his back basically he was trying to look out for him and that that's how he did it he goes he goes I tried to do every move yeah where it was the least amount of effort because he's like you did if you if you noticed he never really moves too much in that I, ring like yeah Andre was always real slow and I, I, I'll bring the flashback to you so in just case. We're seeing what this guy is really made of. Here's Hulk Hogan. He He's pumping it up. The greatest professional yep. athlete in the world. In there. There's the slam. I don't believe that. And here comes the big leg drop. Oh. And then, then so, <laughs> so they they showed that in the in the documentary and. Hulk was surprised that he won. Like he, he sure you can see the look surprised. He's like, I, oh, first of all, I can't believe I lift this guy up, and then second, I get to drop the leg. They use twenty four inch python, brother, and, and next thing you know, champ. Yes. <laughs> and then uh, after that, they because because of the whole thing, he became the bad guy because he was with Bobby the Brain. He sure, the yeah. If you were a manager, I know this is probably over your head. You, you this just... was quite a bit before my time. Yes. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. We were we were kids, kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Basically, after that, he they 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 always considered him the bad guy. So he would every time he would do a wrestling match, he still wrestled right. shortly after. He didn't really he didn't, he, yeah, not do too big long. matches. He did small matches, and like he could barely move. He could barely go around the ring. Like he would have to stop. He would be like holding onto the ropes to yeah, hold I himself up, or 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 uh, like hold onto a wrestler just to stand up. And that's he got booed a lot, and that's what really hurt him because he was like. He loved the fact that people when he came in, peer people cheered his name or cheered right. him on because everybody liked him. And now he was a bad guy. He didn't like that. He was just like I would say that's a, that's a guy to be one hundred percent Vince though. 
It was. Yeah, well, Vince, and that's the thing. Was, yeah. Vince came up with this whole thing, and that's what you know the the whole WrestleMania. And the thing was is that they talked to Vince. Like he was in the interviews, and at the end, they were like, "Did you talk to him afterwards?" And he goes, "You know what? Anything negative, I I kind of." dismiss I, I try not to remember the negative of it because it's just not like it's a waste of my time and i don't want to yeah. have regrets and he, you know and he goes he goes i know there was no love for me after that happened like he like i was not welcome with him anymore right to talk to him and so i didn't i didn't bother and then of course did you go they asked him like were you upset when he died you know they figured you know sure yeah you gotta ask and he just kind of sat there and he, you could tell he was starting to tear up a little bit and he goes he was a special man he was a very he basically gave him his launched like helped him launch yeah. the WWF or WWE to what it is today basically as, yeah. as the foreground like help him and Hulk Hogan a lot of these wrestlers that were these were the guys that got those that laid the, the groundwork, groundwork for what people that they're without Andre there'd be no big show or the rock without the whole coat like there's those guys paved the way for so people that were looking at up, well, the kids are looking up to now. Yeah. You know, I wouldn't say us because I can't remember the last time I watched the wrestling match. Yeah. <clears throat> and in fact, I had a kid coming today at work and want to get WWE 2K18. He wanted to know who was in the season pass, and I'm like, I don't know. Let's look it up because <laughs> uh, like I know who I know who I think is in it. You know, and then me and his dad were like, I, you know, I haven't even touched the WWE game last last WrestleMania. I think I watch. I actually, I think I own is. Uh, WrestleMania 18 because it was The Rock versus uh, Hulk Hogan. Okay. And it was an g- incredible match because there were two heroes going at it and you could hear the shift in audience when it was like The Rock was when everyone's like, yeah, but then when Hulk Hogan was when everyone was like, yeah, it was it was a beautiful match. Mm. you know. And when it was all said and done, you were like, that was probably the greatest match I've ever seen. Yeah. And I'm an adult. <laughs> <laughs> it was, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm sure Vince... Vince is kind of a dick, but he's also kind of honest. That's yeah. where I think that's where the I can, I can see him being like, you know, and, they, and I can't remember the guy. There was a, one guy that was talking to him about him a lot because he traveled with Andre a lot because they hit it off very well. He was a promoter, and uh, he would he would get like the the, the stadiums that he, they needed, you know, like a with tour. And uh, he they at first he was like oh, I was like working for him for four days, and they said the only wrestlers and referees were out in this room. And I figured I work for him, so like right. I'm allowed. And right away, Andre's like, "Get out of here!" Yeah. And, he, and he and he pushed the car table, and he got up. And of course, you see it's a big, huge yeah. giant ball, like coming after. So he took off. <laughs> but then he goes, "We talked after that, and you know, and we became really good friends." And he goes, it, he, "He was up. He was really upset when he died because he his father got sick, and he ended up going back to France. He has he was living in um, somewhere in the south because there was a little village that nobody." really cared like not that cared but like they weren't like pointing and staring at him he was just like one of the townspeople <laughs> right and he felt at home there so that's why he ended up living in the united states i forget where it was but somewhere in the south and uh he had to go back to paris or back to uh, france because his father was getting sick and about like a few days after he got there visit with his father he passed away so he told the people that were caretaking his uh farm to he'll be staying in in Paris for a while. So right. He wanted to stay with his family for a little bit because he wanted to, you know, reminisce and catch up with everybody. And it was like a few days after that that um, one morning they were he was supposed to come over for breakfast and every like he comes over for breakfast every morning to talk to his mother, and one day she he didn't come and the, you know the the hotel would wait call call right. call it was like till that until that evening that finally they broke open the door and they found him right passed away in a heart attack 
and it was he was 46 years old so yeah. like, it's like it's like really that kind of like right. you know like but it was just he but he that's the thing like there were things they could have done to extend his life but it would have it would have probably hurt him in the more long right. run so he didn't want that he was just like i'm going to live every day like it, like it's my last and that's it and he and that's what he did so mm-hmm. you know but hopefully he's happy with his life and but yeah. I, well i mean i guess you know I'm sure somebody was. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so, um, but it's, I recommend it if you have HBO, and hopefully they'll put it all on DVD or Blu-ray for everybody else. I'm sure. Out. Was it a WWE produced film? Um, no, I don't think. It, you know what? I think it was, but it really, like, it really had nothing to do with the WWE. I, they they had the people there from the WWE. No, the, I've seen some some documentaries on the W, not on the WWE, but about people in the WWE that's produced by the gang at that, you know, that corporation. And they're always good, bad, ugly, pretty. It didn't matter. It was all, always up there on the screen. And it was really, really they're always really good because they're like, the current has been removed a long time ago. Everyone knows that this is pretty much a live action soap opera with stunts for everybody. Mm-hmm. And they're like, you know what? So let's, let's, since everyone knows that, let's be honest about what we do. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and some of the ones be like, yeah, you know, I was an asshole. Like, uh, Bret Hart hated Vince because Stone Cold won the belt at the, like, the last minute. Mm. And it was Vince who called it. And it turned it, a typical Vince style. The per, he You're on top, you lose, you become a heel. Vince doesn't want anyone leaving on a high note. Yeah. He wants them to, you know, because in his, in his eyes, I guess, you leave, quote unquote, disgraced. And as a bad guy... I can always come. You come back, and people are gonna be like, "Oh my god, I can't believe you're it's." It's the bigger reaction when you show back up, mm-hmm. you know. And it's like, all right, I get the showman part of it, all right, you know. But as a, as a per- performer, it's gotta be kind of sucky. Like everyone loves me, now I gotta go out as a heel, and yeah. it's like, fuck. A very few people can make that transition from wrestler to retiring with with hat. Some people are just bigger than the business, like Mc, uh, McFoley. You know, even Undertaker, as many times as they try to make him a heel, everyone loves him. Yeah. You know, you know well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Yeah. So, how was your week? You're not, we don't talk about mine second. <laughs> well, you and Ed do y'all's first, and then we talk about my week, if I haven't. This week, I happen to have something to add. <laughs> my, my week actually was kind of uneventful. I, I got nothing. I, well, work. Um, I think that's it. You know, You're not going to do the game review till later. Yeah, the okay. second half. You know, usually because yeah, I guess you didn't do anything. Then you're boring. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, all right. Here you go. I finished Far Cry Five. Okay. And ju- and then I started playing. Uh, um, I had a couple of days between uh, the new release of God of War, so I, th- I played some uh, Lego Marvel Superheroes Two, which is really fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, that was it. Pretty much just work, work, work. There you <laughs> go. And uh, Stacy, though, she had a big week. Kind of. Sorry. I didn't have a big week in the sense of like any nerdy or no. pop culture stuff. Um, but I finished the third season and so far current season of Better Call Saul, which is the prequel to Breaking Bad. Okay. I've probably watched the Breaking Bad series two and like a half times. Mm-hmm. Love the series. I think it's phenomenal. Um all the characters, we don't need to talk about, everybody knows who what Breaking Bad is and, mm. and what it's worth and all of that. So that's neither here nor there. When Better Call Saul first started, 
I was like, okay, I can do this. For whatever reason, I didn't think it was a prequel. Like, I guess I didn't, like, pay attention to some things. Because it's a prequel, in Breaking Bad, there's some characters that die. You watch Better Call Saul, and these people are back. So it was really confusing of my own fault, Mm -hmm. I guess. So this time, three seasons on Netflix. So I'm like, well, I... Sometimes I can watch things without Sean. Sometimes he's like, please don't touch that without me. So it kind of limits <laughs> my choices. <laughs> so I'm like, well, he doesn't care at all about Better Call Saul. I don't even know if you finished Breaking Bad. Did you fit all the yeah, way? Yeah, yeah, I finished it. Okay. Was it Sons of Anarchy that you didn't finish? I just finished Sons of Anarchy. Okay. Everyone knows how it ends. No big deal. So I'm like, okay, I'll watch this. I got so sucked into Better Call Saul the second time around. Like, if, if the first time you watched it, you couldn't dig it, try again. Right. Because the second time around, it's like a new breath of air. So, season three happens. I did not know that I was on the season finale. The big moment happens at the end. And I'm like, oh, that's it. <laughs> and you know, it's Netflix, so normally they'll rerun a like the next episode is yeah. like automatically gonna start playing yeah this doesn't happen and i'm like oh, that's it wait 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 wait, wait. <laughs> so i go back rewind it like the last five ten minutes to make sure that like everything i've seen is like really what i've seen mm-hmm. and then i was like well how does this happen with what so i googled it to find out like are they are they making a season four? Is it one of those things that they wrote it to be longer, but like it got canceled, so there is no right. button? Because <laughs> like I can't handle that. Like I got questions. Better call Saul producers. <laughs> big questions. I mean, these are big character questions that I have. It there is going to be a season four. Okay, good. It All right. is, I was just looking that up. <laughs> it is in post production right now. Right. There's pre-production, production, and post-production, right? Right. Okay. It's in post-production right now. It will not air on AMC anymore, but Netflix picked it up. Oh, really? Yeah. Same directors, same producers. AMC is just like, we don't have time for this anymore. Right. It's not enough for us. And Netflix is like, that's fine. We'll take it. Yeah, that. it's not making enough money for AMC did, right. the way they thought it would. Right, which is why there was a delay. Right. Because apparently there were some times where it was kind of like up in the air of... Right. It wasn't as huge as it is. Everyone thought it was breaking, being a well, Breaking it, Bad sequel. It was Emmy nominated, and I think sure. Breaking Bad won Emmys. I mean, well, Breaking Bad's a phenomenal couple. TV sure. show. Mm-hmm. So Better Call Saul kind of was like off the coattails of that, but Saul Goodman at first, to me, wasn't as strong of a character as Walter White. Yeah. First of all, Brian Cranston's a better actor than, um, how do you say his last name? The dude that plays Saul uh, yeah, yeah, it guy, starts with an O, and it's like really hard uh, to pronounce. Osterman, I think. Um, Oblachek Obl- Obl- or something uh, like that. <laughs> you were watching him on TV on uh, something. Bob Odenkirk. Something like that. He's not as good of an actor as Brian Cranston is. He's a different style of actor. Fine, we'll be <laughs> nice and call it that. All right. He I think could... he was. A, I think he was a writer for SNL because I know he was in during the. Uh, He's actually more of a comedic actor. Very much so, where Brian Cranston is very serious and phenomenal at playing Walter White. Like, not not saying he's not. The first time around, Saul Goodman didn't do it for me. Second time around, he absolutely did. And I got so sucked in. And there's new characters that you never heard of before, and it's a prequel. So you know 
if they didn't make it to Breaking Bad, that there's a reason why. Right. Like, it's a prequel. So, like, you know who ends up making it and who doesn't. So, at this point, you're just along for the journey. You know, like, if he has a girlfriend and in Breaking Bad he don't have no girlfriend, then at some point something happened. Right. And it's right. just the telling of that. So, there's these characters that I'm like, well, they're not in this. So, some they must, in between, his name's not Saul Goodman. His name's Jimmy McGill, Right. There's a moment where he starts using the Saul Goodman alias. We never got to that. Okay. So I think they wrote it to be like X amount of seasons. I mean, Breaking Bad was what, like five and a half? About that, yeah. It was five five seasons and there was like a part A season right. for five. I'm going to call it six seasons. Sure. I feel like they wrote five or six <laughs> seasons and then like three happened and they're like, we're done. Because there's so much... I don't even know if they could wrap it all up in a fourth season. Well, I mean, does that like, make sense? They don't really write them out like full seasons, like, but they right. have a, they have an outline of what right. what has to happen. These are the beats that have to happen in this season, and that, right. and then they have to write the scripts around that kind right. of thing. So they have probably a three three more or two more at least uh, outlines that they have to follow to mm-hmm. get to the end to get to that part where it will bridge those two shows together and go, all right, if you watch Better Call Saul through the whole thing, and then now we'll pick up where Breaking and, and, Bad left off, or starts. The further off. it gets, the closer it gets to that timeline. Yeah, like, sure. Better Call Saul season one is real fucking far from Breaking Bad. Season two gets a little closer. Season three gets, I feel like maybe there's like a four or five. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like not, not a bunch to tie it, at least within the same realm. But like season four, I'm like, how are they going to tie all this up? Because they haven't even started removing some of those quote unquote new characters. Mm. You know what I mean? Like the last episode of season three is the potential to remove one of those characters. All the rest of them are still there. So I'm like, are you going to remove all of these people in one seat? They're only 10 episodes long. You got like eight people to run. I mean, you just start killing people off every episode. I mean, they do it on Game of Thrones. Well, they got a dies. two for in one episode. You know, <laughs> right. You know? you know what I mean? <laughs> um, it is really good, though. So, like, if the first time you couldn't get into it, give it a second try. Um, I think that's it. We started the second season of the series on Unfortunate Events on Netflix with Neil Patrick Harris. I fell asleep the first episode, which is not a good thing for me. She was in her comfy place. Right. You I, were, mean, I you was. Were I was. I w- it was late. I was tired. Like, I kind of set myself up to fall asleep. So then I watched it today. Oh, yeah? And fell asleep a second time. Oh, uh, okay. Which is not good, because I was not tired today. Right. Um, Like, this morning at all. I was r- up and ready to go, and it still put me to sleep. So, there's that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still watching Lost in Space. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I kind of, I have like a couple episodes left of uh, Jessica Jones, and I'm like, I can't seem to go back to finish it for whatever right. reason. It's not really hooking me in the way the first season did. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Lost in Space is really good. Um, it's it's gotten, I'm like, well, I can't wait to see how this ends, because there's a lot of twists. I'm like, well, I didn't see that coming. I mean, obviously, you have to update it for a more of a modern audience, yeah. but... You know, everybody's kind of like, all right, I'm, I'm, I'm in. Like, um, it's, it's a lot of fun. That's pretty much the only television I think I watched. Okay. You know, outside of our RuPaul Drag Race and Jersey Shore and Jersey Shore, yeah. <laughs> Family I mean, vacation. Listen, trash TV. It's not Mama June. She's, <laughs> she's not on right now. Um, I try. Fun fact about me: I like watching the Teen Mom TV shows on. MTV. Okay, <laughs> I don't think anybody's surprised by that. If if you're a a, a 
loyal listener, you're er, definitely not surprised by that. Er. If you're new to this, you buckle your seatbelts because Stacey's a special one, okay? <laughs> These girls. She said it, not us. No, right. listen, okay. self-admitted. I know me better than anybody knows me, okay? <laughs> and if I admit it about myself, that means when you guys admit it, it can't hurt my feelings. <laughs> So when the girls gave birth on 16 and pregnant, I was like 17. So I kind of like grew up (laughs) with some of these girls. Sure. So the main ones, meaning like Farrah Abraham, everybody knows who she is. Some of the other moms who y'all don't know (laughs) who they are. Farrah got kicked off this most recent season, right? Right. We knew she was going to get kicked off. Sean tells me, Stacey, don't watch that episode without me. I want to see Farrah get fired. Farrah's a bitch. Everybody hates her, right? The fact that MTV is going to fire her... He never watches Teen Pop, Teen Mom with me. Never. He hates it. It's not his thing. But he wanted to see Farrah get fired. Ah, uh, yeah. So I record them on Mondays, watch them on Tuesdays while he's at work, right? Mm-hmm. I tell him, this is the episode. He's like, I got to see this. So he watches it, right? So he's going to go to work the other day, and it's supposed to be the reunion special where they're bringing Farrah back for like one last, so how do you feel about getting fired kind of thing, mm-hmm. right? Sean's on his way to the shower, and I'm getting ready to push play, and I'm like, I bet he fucking wants to watch this. He, he never <laughs> watches Teen Mom with me, but because it's like a hype episode that I'm real fucking excited for, Tim Buck says that he wants to watch it. So I call him. He's come back in. I'm like, this is the reunion special. Fair is going to be there. Do you want me to wait? He's like, oh, babe, I got to see that with you. Motherfucker. <laughs> okay. You going to finish that? Are you going to tell that, that story finished? It's fine. He uh. did tell me that I could end up watching it without him. He, he did. Okay. He never really means that, though. I, I love these skewed facts. This is what I said. I was like, okay, you know what? You watch it. You go ahead and watch it. But don't erase it. Save the part where Farrah comes back on, and I'll watch it when I come home. Yeah. You know? I was like. What's the look? He doesn't really like that as an option, though, because if I if if I see something before him and I have like a certain reaction to what I know's coming, I can feel his annoyance that I know what's coming. Like he can say whatever he wants to all day long. He's full of shit. I know him better than he knows him. Okay, it's just the way that it goes. So it's Sunday. I have not watched Teen Mom yet. It came on Monday because he's been working and we haven't had any time. So I'm still waiting <laughs> to watch this reunion special with Teen Mom <laughs> because my very grown fiance wants to watch Farrah Abraham. Well, because you're at. about to get you're about to hear <laughs> get really pissed off. Completely forgot that it was on. <laughs> right. Because I, all I cared about was the Farrah part, and you never got back I to me on it. I should have watched so. it anyways and then just deleted it. But I, I didn't do that. I was trying to be a good person and be like, okay, if he wants to watch the. Ed, do you remember what happened when I watched while I was in Texas when I watched Cars Three and the Emoji Movie? Mm-hmm. It would have been that all over again. No, uh, no, no, yes, would have. Yes, it would have. Uh, it would have been like okay with the Ferris stuff. Would that come on? Because because it, it's MTV. It's breaking down the two spots, so all the good <laughs> shit isn't going to happen in the first episode. Saying, they go I, fucking. I mean, like MTV I, and T Mom go fuck themselves. The first episode, <laughs> it's the second episode because they're going to be like. Well, when we come back for part two, it's going to be all fair, all hour, because there's a lot of shit going on with that. And I'm like, I can wait for hour two. Go ahead, watch hour one, because it ain't going to be shit. I don't care who went in the rehab. I don't care who's postpartum depression. I don't care. You know, it's like, all right, I want to know <laughs> what happened. any of that the other day. I want to know what happened, because I was on my way to work. I want to know what happened to. If you said that, I would have watched my TV show. I would have been like, I want to know about the skank. Who plays I'm a teen mom, but then I'm going to be a porn star on the side and not think they're going to care. 
You know, I want to hear what they have to say about that. I mean, she's going to get yelled at and, like, get wrong through the ringer. Dr. Phil, Dr. Phil, Dr. Drew is going to be like, you know, Fairy, how do you, why do you think people are going to feel that way? She's like, I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. (laughs) 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 And just, I just wish you. (laughs) (laughs) I just want to apologize to the listening audience that listens to the show. I guarantee we'll go back to geek stuff there, in a moment. There's somebody out there who's gonna be like, "Oh my god, I know exactly what they're there's talking about." There's a dude out there right now who hates when his girlfriend or fiance or wife talks about stupid fucking Teen Mom. Okay, so if nothing else, they're gonna be like, "Oh my god, I feel Ed and Sean's pain." And then there's a girl listening that's like, "Oh my god, I feel Stacy's pain." <laughs> you know, like if nothing else, it's for a funny. But we didn't get to go to the movies this weekend, so tell us what's in the top five. I forgot how Sean set that up, so I wasn't good at this. <laughs> Now the only thing is, we I just heard something in the background. I'm hearing something in the background too. It's like somebody's playing something. Yeah, you know, I don't hear anything. I can hear it right in the background, right behind me. It feels like it's right in. Doesn't matter. Right, right. Well, doesn't matter. Are we going to talk about what movie we saw Thursday before we talk about? What oh movie? yeah, let's do oh, that. Oh, yeah. I thought I stole your segue. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, we saw a movie Thursday night. It was The Greatest Showman, uh, starring Hugh Jackman. I think it's yours. It can't be because my the, the volume's off. I'm talking about your from home. Can't be mine. Oh God. Is okay. it no, it can't be. All right. Well, I don't know what it is. You know what? I don't know. Mine. Oh, well. No. I Doesn't don't matter. Anything. Doesn't matter. Let's move on. <laughs> All right. So we should. Great so showman. The, the greatest showman. The, the Hugh Jackman musical about P.T. Barnum. Yes. I liked it a lot. Did you? I liked that. I mean. It was, um, I watched um, the special features the other night, because when we got home, I was like, all right, you know what? I didn't feel like watching TV, and I wasn't going to start any video games. So I was like, well, let me watch some of the bonus features. Like, I watched uh, the bonus features on the Suicide Squad movie, Mm -hmm. where they talk about plot devices, red herrings, and MacGuffins, like, what the difference between the three of them, and how it works in in play of movies. It was really interesting, as far as, like, if you want to know how to write a story, or where you can spot a red herring pops up, and when, you know... I was like, all right, that was interesting. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to go to the the Greatest Showman and watch the you know special features on that to find out. Like, it was after Hugh Jackman hosted the Oscars that the guy who produced it came up with the idea about doing a P.T. Barnum, you know, like doing this movie with mm. with Hugh. And it took like seven years for it to get done because they were trialing that, like the the songs were coming in one at a time because it was it's basically an original. Um, it's not based on a play. It's not based on it's an original musical movie. Mm-hmm. Um, the and I got as far as they were going to the songs, mm-hmm. you know. And the two writers who wrote it also wrote for La La Land, you know. So of course there's like a lot of hype about that. But they were going to go through every song, and it was like this is how he broke it down, and they're singing. And I'm like, all right, well it's, it's like one o'clock in the morning. And I really want to get some gaming in, so and she's asleep, so I'm going to turn this off now, like you know. <laughs> Um, <clears throat> but I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I thought it was good. You know, um, Stacey, Ed, whichever one you guys want to go. Uh, listen, it's you, and then it's Ed, and then it's me. That's okay. our that's our, our right. pattern. Okay, right? Ed. I you know I I, I it was good. I, don't be wrong. If, if you if you like the if you like musicals, if you like music, you like dancing. I mean everything everything there was the what you wanted in terms of. The, of a movie, the only problem I had was there wasn't enough tragedy for the character 
to really become around to being the, like, you know, like there's always that build. There's always some kind of tragedy that, that befalls on him. And I mean, he had had some tragedy, but Hugh Jackman looked like he was, he's like having a great time. Like he's always smiling through this whole thing. Like, right. like And I'm like, I mean, it's not really that tragic for you, is it? You know, like, you know, like, right. yeah, you were poor. You know, I'm giving him some of this away. Yes, I know. I don't care. Because uh, it's mean, not it's not about really the story. It's about the music. That's that's what a lot of people say about musicals. It's not really so much about the story. The story is not the strongest point. It's what the choreography is or the the, the music and then the backdrop, the costumes and all that was there. So if you wanted if you want those kind of musicals where you have the beautiful costumes and you have the the, the backdrop of what it's supposed to be and it you know it, uh, resembles and the music montages and all that kind of stuff, it's all there. You're going to get it. But I thought the I thought the plot was a little weak in terms of it was spread out too thin. There was too many subplots going on to keep following it. Like you, you were kind of going, yeah, this is just too much. Like there, there, there's, there should have been something taking out of it and then just dealing with it. Cause there was certain ports where you're less like, what about this? Like, they, right. you know, like there was unanswered questions at the end of the movie and you're kind of going, well, it was a good musical. I mean, you know, I'm not saying, you know, I'm not giving anything away from it, but it's just like, I don't think there was enough tragedy in terms of, uh, the character in terms of his of, growth to grow a little right, bit brother, right. making more of a likable hero sure. of, of the, of the, of the production. So, um, honestly, I'm like looking cause it sounds like, believe it or not, PT Barnum didn't have that exciting of a life. It was actually relatively good. So a lot of like reading like, uh, how it's, it's the, te- the standard article of the greatest showman, eight of the film stars and their real life inspirations. Uh, it's like the comparison of like real life versus fiction. Whereas the, I don't think from what I'm seeing is, is that he wasn't a, a horrible current person. And so you have to do something. Well, he's saying, but, but how many times do they take something from a, like, and just make something up, you know, like, well, like you know, and it's, so it's like, what, what's the difference between this movie and any other You're movie? You're right. Like, Hey, PT Martin was actually an average guy. He did some great, great things and bam, bam. Thank you, ma'am. We got the circus. Yeah. And everyone's like, well, was there no drama? No, he actually was pretty happy, and there was no stress, drama, whatever, whatsoever. But the, no one wants to watch a person with a happy life for two hours. <laughs> like they gotta have some sort of. There's gonna be songs, some singing, and some dancing, and we need and the, death. We need the. <laughs> no, uh, I'm saying, like I'm, I'm, where, I'm where, Where's our power ballad? I'm waiting, for, <laughs> I'm waiting for like one of his kids to die, or the or the, the wife to die, like something like that. Tragic. Something tragic. Like, like I'm, 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 it sounds like, horrible. Um, where was the Disney villain? <laughs> You can't blame him, okay? Ed I, is tainted by Disney and Star Wars, and they kill people all the time. Sure. I mean... <laughs> you can't yeah, blame it, him. But, I, I mean, most stories, you always have some suffering has to go on, and there wasn't. There was, like, there was some... But, like, even that was just kind of just painted over. It was just very brief, you know, in terms of, of like, how how poor his life was. And you go, well, great. You know what? It's, I'm saying, I mean, I don't think it was a bad film. I'm not saying it's like, oh, it's terrible. Don't watch it. But I'm just saying that is like some people kind of want a little bit more, you know, they, they, I mean, we're all, we're all sick humans in a way, you know, well, there, there's a point, you know, you go, no, no, no. And you know, we're all, you know, we want the gore. We want the violence. We want it. We my want it. My question is name three musicals that are depressing in any shape. Queenie it, Todd. Okay. It's such a sad and depressing and very gruesome musical. Okay. That's it's, one out of the three that fine. I asked. You're welcome. <laughs> Like, if you look at Showboat, or if you look at Singing in the Rain, even West Side Story, you know, that's, well, well, that's Romeo and Juliet. Right. You know? say, Maria, Maria bites it. Yeah, sure. Yeah, towards that movie. So there's some tragedy in that one. You know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, like. 
I mean, La La Land had a kind of a bummer, a bummer of an ending. The guy didn't get the girl. Ooh, you know, yeah. like oh, such a tragedy. <laughs> but, there's, but there's always something that that makes you want to vote, like root for that guy even more. Like, go, right. yes, you know, like he's overcoming whatever obstacle it is to be making a better life. Like the 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 whole part is like the through the through the through the movie the. Uh, the people that are in the show that are in you know, the bearded lady and the, the 750 pound man and so on, they're all being uh, tortured by townsfolk. Right. Cause they're... they don't want them in their, in their town. They want right. them to like leave basically, and, you know, and through, through there's a part, but there's a fight, you know, kind of thing that breaks out between them and, and the, and the, and the show uh, track. Right. And what ends up happening is, is that like some of them get arrested because they caused the fire. But it's still like there's still other townspeople that are going to be like, you know, like wanting them out of the town. All of a sudden, like they went away. Like, like <laughs> it's like, oh, there was a fire. We're out of here. You know, like, like you'll never hear from us again. We won't bother you freaks ever. You know, and I'm, we're just going to shuffle on our lives. Well, that's why they did the Greatest Showman too, the Revenge of the Freaks. Yeah, I don't know. Like where the, you know, the bearded woman has a song and she screams and she yells so loud that the body's Exposed. Isn't isn't Bailey going to join at some point? I've never been to the circus, <laughs> so isn't it Barnum and Bailey? Well, yeah. Okay, so at some point, I guess you could have a sequel where Bailey comes in. I mean, I guess you know. Well, I, I mean, <laughs> I feel like that's that's a given. <laughs> sure, they, they told Barnum's story. I mean, this could be a trilogy. They could tell Barnum's story and. If that's even how it really got founded, I've never been to the circus, so I actually don't know. But they could tell Barnum's story, and then they could tell Bailey's story, and then they and it's the third they could tell them coming together, and then like boom, you have a okay, that sure, I've never even gone yeah. to. sure. <laughs> I, I just call it the Three Ring Circus trilogy. There you go. Now, I mean, I think Bailey was more the guy who's going, "Hey, you know what? You got a great thing. Let's take it on the road." You know, I think because you know he just had the one tent right. at the end, and I think someone the idea was. You know what? If we go from town to town, we'll make more money. Yeah. And that might have been Bally's idea. Maybe. Maybe because in the movie, Barnum takes a certain somebody on tour. Sure. So, like, he obviously isn't opposed right. to traveling. All right. You know that you need a second movie. I'm just saying. All right. Who, All right. who produced it? Fox. Uh, 20th right. Century Fox, yeah. Call me Fox. I'll help I mean, you I mean, call out. Disney now at this point. That's even better. <laughs> Disney will find a way to animate it. <laughs> Naked a bunch of animals. I think that was called Dumbo. <laughs> <laughs> well, what did you think of it? Because we went to Ed, and Ed thought it was a good movie, but not in the par um, of other musicals. I'm not saying musicals. I'm talking like movies in general. It doesn't really oh. matter if there's music in it or not. Okay, you know, type of thing. It's always the same kind of story you get. You go. There's a hero. He's he's down. Something tragic happens. He overcomes it. Becomes a better person for it. Grow, you know, grows from the experience, and then like becomes the bigger sure. hero at the end. And you go, okay, and that's pretty much every most sure. every movie that you get. You know, in some way or some shape or form. You know, there's not something that's like I'm a good guy. I'm always a good guy. I'll always be a good guy, <laughs> and it's just gonna be that. It's it. Sure. Nobody's nobody's gonna hurt me in any way. By that criteria. <laughs> I don't. I don't think that. I think my opinion's biased on this because my favorite musical happens to be Sweeney Todd, and that's not how Sweeney Todd happens at all. In general, I think. Again, I'm not saying like every movie. Yeah, right. But because my favorite musical doesn't fit into that template, 
and this one does i thought that it was a good movie like it was a good musical some of the songs i really really liked the dance numbers were great everybody had the choreography fine couple parts of it where i could tell that the set was a set right you know like, uh, there's a rooftop scene where yeah. you can very clearly see well yeah i think that's the the beauty of the movie magic and musicals well, that the rooftop scene that i'm talking about is in the very beginning of it yeah and so at the beginning i was like okay that's fine i'm i'll accept that because it's, an, it's a musical you know like you know that it's a backdrop in right. a musical Later on, you didn't know that some of those scenes were "quote unquote" backdrops. Okay. You know what I mean? Like when they're at their over the point where they're at the beach, and they are right. very obviously on a beach, right? A beach. You know what I mean? So I'm kind of like, well, pick one. Are you on a rooftop? Or are you not on a rooftop? Are you on a beach? Are you not? You know, like pick a side. Um, that's really the only complaint. The costumes were great. The makeup was great. Um, the actress who plays the bearded lady does not have a beard. You're kidding. I no. could tell where they laid her beard down, but like a regular person who's not super into makeup and stuff like that might not be able to tell that. Right. Um. There, it's kind of right. There was no big like aha climaxy. Um, person figures out who they really are, kind of moment. Not a huge one. Spoiler: His shit burns down. Okay, right. <laughs> when he comes back and figures all that out, it's a very small amount of time that he takes to realize, oh, God, I fucked up. You know what I mean? Like, nothing really bad happens. He never really. I mean, the only part is that he, made, he was more of a dick than anything else because he's sitting he in the totally bar. He was totally a jerk. And the, and, and, the, and the attractions came in and he goes, oh, if you want your last paycheck, it's it's gone. Like, like. He, he like that like not like oh I'm sorry this all happened like you know kind of thing it was just like ah, if you want your last pay you know and then of course they go well it's, we're family we're not you know uh, we're not employees we're a family now you know that's we stick together and then a whole other song well, I starts guess you up. must have a bigger heart than the two of you guys are because of I saw you do. I saw it no because I saw it as a guy who you know what he fucked up he was he wanted he wanted dreams bigger than everybody else you know he dreamed big and that he didn't care because he came from nothing. Wanted to show off and be like, I can be just as good. It's the person who who's looked down on finally gets the opportunity to be something. He overdoes it. He gets shot in the ass for it. And in the end, it comes down to the life that you have in front of you is the thing that you should cherish the most. You, you know, and enjoy the moment that you have. Then try to go be happy with what you have, not with what you don't have. The grass is never greener on the other side. No, no. We got all that, right? Like, we get that. But that moment between the him shooting himself in right. the ass and him realizing, oh God, there's 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 more to life than this, wasn't a big enough moment. Yeah, it took a song. Barely. I, yeah, I mean, it's kind of like I said, the 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 musical staple. It's like, oh my right. god, I had life, and someone comes goes, just put on happy face. He's like, you're right. And, and then I mean, the songs, end movie. <laughs> the songs were great. They were not traditional musically right. songs. They had like a very upbeat, very modern fun feel right. to them if you will um if you are an original zach efron fan from high school musical like my very young self was you're gonna be real surprised at how deep this man's voice is now <laughs> i mean i was like oh he hit puberty <laughs> what um but even he did good like he was kind of cool to see him get back to like yeah what made zach efron zach efron like let's be serious high school musical made him like sure. let's not take away from that it was cool. Zendaya was fine in it. You know what I mean? I mean, kind of whiny, but I understand why she was whiny. It right. made sense. Like, the plot fit with that. 
everyone else is kind of was like, okay, you did your supporting actor and actress plays ways. Um, there's a part, one of the actresses is playing a singer from afar. I don't think she was singing her own shit. Like you could tell that Hugh Jackman was really singing his right. own shit. You could tell that Heath Ledger's baby mama, fiance, wife, whatever her name is, was singing her own shit. You could tell that the bearded lady absolutely, right, yeah. clearly has a set of pipes yeah, and, on her. And, and the behind the scenes stuff, there, are, the, right. how they sold the movie was actually singing. It wasn't until that song that right. that is the song. This is me. Yeah, it yeah. was a last minute intro to the. It was like a last minute ad to be like, how do we sell this movie? And then someone came up with the song. They wrote it on a plane. It's always it's the classic story of right. We were on our way to a meeting and we needed a song. We came up with this song on the flight over and we sung it and everyone loved it and it's now that's how the movie got made. Yeah. You know? Right. Um she was singing, Zach Efron was absolutely sure. singing, Zendaya might have actually actually been she does. singing. She's a singer. But the person who was playing an, a singer in the movie, I don't think was actually singing. I yeah, I don't know. Because there's a moment where she's on stage singing a solo song. Lyrically, good song. Like, it's fine. She claims to be an opera singer. That's not an opera song. But whatever, I'll let that pass. But her lips are not moving. You know how when, when a... When a it's when bad a, lip ringing. Very bad lip singing. You know how when, like, a female singer makes a really big high note and you can see, like, the um, like the veins in their neck stretch right, and you can tendons, see yeah. that they're using all of their power to, to make those notes... She didn't have none of that. Like, her body was not mixing with the notes that she was supposedly hitting. Right. But everyone else, I think, actually sang their own shit. Maybe. Uh, you know what? I'll continue watching the behind the scenes when they get to that song. I'll, I'll find out. That she lip sync. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So but so it. that means that we don't know. Ed, was there any musicals on the top five? <laughs> See, that's how you do a segue. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> No, there wasn't, but here we go. All right. Number five was the number three movie of last week, Truth or Dare. It made $7.9 million over the weekend and 30.38 over the two weeks in release with a $3.5 million budget. <sighs> Truth right. or Dare 2 is coming soon. I'd like to remember when Madonna was in it. Yes. <laughs> uh, number four is a new release, Super Troopers 2. It made $14.7 million, and that's it with the total gross, with a $13.5 million budget. So it made a profit, even though it was number four. That's, uh, that's nice. Um, well, I mean, the, the the Super Trooper movies are, are, are really, it's one of those dumb comedies yeah. that really knows its audience yeah, and plays <laughs> to that audience superbly. Like, I saw the, did you see the first one? No, I haven't. I saw the first one. It was really funny, and I'm not a stoner. Yeah. So, I mean, it was, I thought it was funny, and I didn't, I don't know the, the troupe that did it up until that point. Mm-hmm. I think they also do Trailer, um, the, the, did they do the Trailer Boys or maybe not? I don't know. I, not a big fan of the troop. I saw the movie and I was like, oh, "Okay, good on them." It was like you know, like National Lampoon. I think that the, the Club Dread movie. Uh, yeah, the, yeah. Um, something lizard. I think lizard. Yeah. Um. Shit. All right. Well. Anyway, um, that one I don't think did as well as Super Troopers, but I was like, "All right, I get the humor." And you know, I mean, who on the nose when Super Trooper two come? Oh, four twenty. <laughs> it's like, could you make the joke any more obvious? Like, even the posters had four twenty, and the twenty was in a green leafy thing. <laughs> yeah. It was definitely like a, hey, remember Cheech and Chong? You kind of knew what was in those movies. Guess what? Blaze up, come on in, enjoy, have a good time. You know, I- I'm surprised. You know, it would be like, guarantee you, someone rolled the joint and hit up while in the while they're watching the movie in the theater. It just seems to be that way. <laughs> so I'm like, all right. I, I think they're always cheap, cheaply made. Yes. 
Whatever. Go ahead. <laughs> All right, so what came in number four? Three. Number three was a new release as well. I Feel Pretty made $16.22 million over the weekend. <laughs> That's what the total grows with a $32 million budget. So it's halfway there. All right. Uh, number one, number two was the number one movie of last week, Rampage. It made $21 million over the weekend and $66.6 million overall with a $120 million budget. And number one was number two, A Quiet Place. It made $22 million over the weekend and one hundred thirty-two point three five overall in the three weeks three weeks release with a seventeen million dollar budget. All right, so I hear it's looking really good. It's obviously great. One hundred seventeen million dollars or one hundred twenty-three million dollars. It's made one hundred thirty-two. Okay, with clearly, I, with a it's like I'm ears are dyslexic with a seventeen million dollar budget. I mean, yeah, they're on to something. I mean, nobody had to talk, so I mean, they didn't have it. Well, the guy to who, pay anybody to the guy who remember their lines. Is the guy who's, who also exited. He's the guy from uh, The Office, the American version. You know, he's the he's the father. Jim Krasinski. Yeah, he uh, you know, he's a uh, first time director too. John Krasinski. It's actually Krasinski. Jim, Jim's in the. He's the name in the in the character. In the um, office. Yeah, I, I mean, I'll, when it comes out in video, I'll probably watch it. That way, I'm not listening here in the background while someone trying to watch a movie where no one's talking. <laughs> that's what they said. That was a major problem was the fact that the movie is so quiet and you're so intense into the screen that any slight noise was pissing everybody off because it was one of those like, hey, one of the, and the jump scares are really good too. And that you know, there's a person eat popcorn and everyone's like, will you shut the fuck up? You know. Yeah. <laughs> So I'm like, yeah, it might be one of those movies where I have to watch at home. All right. All right. Well, then uh, what's hitting video? Uh, here we go. Movies this week. Uh, not too many good ones, I don't think. But uh, let's see what, see where we go with this. Uh, Hostels is coming out this week on Blu-ray and 4K. All right. That's the Christian Bale movie. The yes. Western. All right. Is it a Western or? Yeah, a Civil War movie. Yes. All right. It's a Western. They consider it a Western. Um, next is Maze Runner. The Death Cure is coming out on Blu-ray and 4K and DVD. Third in the series. Yes. All right. Uh, Paddington 2 is coming out on Blu-ray and DVD. Okay. Uh, getting the 4K treatment this week. A Few Good Men. Grease. And then there's also the Grease Collection Steelbook Anniversary Edition, as well as, the, which is, comes with, I think, all the movies that the, with the Grease. There's only two movies. Right, unless, they also, they, unless they threw in the live performance. Um. We call it a... Yeah, I don't know. I think it was just the two movies. No, no, there's three. There's three of them? Yeah, the Grease Collection. It's uh, uh, Grease 2 and Grease Live on Blu-ray for the first time. Yeah. All right. And, of course, the uh, Grease Anniversary Edition is also coming out on Blu-ray as well. So there's uh, three different types of uh, Grease. I guess it's the only way... Get your Grease where you can, kids. I guess it's the only way the live version will get any kind of play because I heard it was horrible. I don't think any of them really, the live action stuff, do really well. I, 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 I heard a lot of critics pan them and, and, you know, it sounds terrible and all, but I don't know. Anyway. Uh, first time of Blu ray, Mermaids is coming out, one of my personal favorites. Uh, Deadpool's getting an anniversary edition, the second anniversary <laughs> edition. <laughs> I'm not surprised. Bill Nye, the science guy, is coming out on Blu ray. All right. I think it's all the stuff that's on Netflix. Uh, Monster Jaw, Mr. Jaw, sorry, 1974 to 75, a 34 cartoon uh, Blu-ray. These are all like the 70s that I enjoyed as a, as a kid. Uh, the Dog Father is another one that's coming out as well. So if you're, these are old 70s uh, cartoons. They're funny. They're kind of uh, like long veins of like Pink Panther. Of the Pink yeah, Panther I'm sorry. Era. The only draw I was ever watching as a kid was Jabberjaw. Yeah. 
you know, that was my favorite of the of the cartoon sharks. <laughs> All right, what else you got? Uh, Power Rangers, Cuckoo, Seriously, Sentai, Go Go Five, the complete series is coming out on DVD. All righty. And Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in concerts coming out on Blu-ray. This is the performances from 2014, 15, 16, and 17. So all any right. of the performances that you wanted to see at those years, it's now coming out this Tuesday. And that's all I have for uh, movies and television. Do you have any honorable mentions you'd like to uh, add? Yeah, Den of Thieves, the one with um, uh, Gerard Butler where he put, um, and uh, oh, that's, I missed that one. Ice oh. Cube's kid Yeah, uh, where they're bank robbers and the bad guys, maybe the cops in this one. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, and of course the Maze Runner trilogy. If you if you are, if you don't have any of them, here's your chance. There you go. Yeah. All right. Well, then what's uh, coming out in video? I mean, video games. Video games. Rick and Morty Virtual Real Vi- Rick Real Rickality PSR PSVR by Adult Swim Games for the PS4, and that's a Tuesday release. Oh, there you go. That's my. There you go. It's weird because the sound's off. Yeah. Huh. Weird. It must be coming through somewhere else. Okay. Cool. All right, mystery solved. Mystery solved. All right, what else? South Park, South Park, the fractured butthole by Ubisoft for the Switch is coming out this Tuesday. I gotta say, I never thought I'd ever, I'd ever hear. Hey, look, South Park, fractured butthole now for the Nintendo Switch. <laughs> it, just, Nintendo was always so clean cut and like, hey, all right, finally giving in. Yeah, I guess so. And they realized, well, unless they took out the naughty bits, and it's a really short game. No, no, no. Yeah, I just. Like I said, when you got Doom also on it, I'm like, all right, well, I guess they realize that adults play video games. Yeah. All right, what else? Uh, the Invisible Hours by Game Trust for the Xbox One, and that's a Tuesday release. Uh, yeah, that's the, um, it's for the Switch. Is it for the Switch? Um, I know it's for the Xbox One. The only one I, the only one I, t- I saw coming out this, this Tuesday is for this for Xbox One. All right, yeah, because it originally is a VR game for the PS4, mm-hmm. and it did so well that they actually took the VR part out of it because it's a really good game so they took the vr part and put it on disc for the people on the xbox to be able to enjoy it too and if you already have it for the psvr the it's a free upgrade to be able to play it without the vr all right yeah so i'm gonna have to go it looked really good it's where um tesla invites all you people to the house for something all you people (laughs) he invites people it's basically clue he invites everybody over he winds up dead one of those people is the murderer. You have to kind of, I don't know if you figure it out, but you can follow the story along to find out who did it. I have a question. Yeah? What do you mean by you people? You people, like you people, the people who are invited to. That's all. <laughs> okay. All right, what else? Aquamoto Racing uh, Utopia by Big Ben for the Switch, and that's also a Tuesday release. All right. Then we have Darkest Dungeon by Merge Games for the Switch, and that's a Friday release. Okay. And Snow Moto, or two more, two, Snow Moto Racing Freedom by Big Ben for the Switch. That's also coming out on Friday. And Psychedelic of the Black Butterfly by Axis Games, incorporated for the PS Vita. And we still making games of that thing. Coming out on Friday as well. All right. And that is all the video games that are coming out this week. All right. Well, what do you say we take a break, come back, and we'll get to our reviews and news? Sounds awesome. All right. We'll be right back. And we're back. Welcome back, everybody. All right. There you have it. Part people, there's part one. But before we go, Ed, could X-Men be a part of Marvel Phase 4? Ooh, could it? And we're going to find out. Yeah, see what uh, the article says. According to Cosmic Book News, as reported on uh, April 19th, 
It's being said that the X-Men and Fantastic Four at Marvel Studios is already a done deal, and it was awaiting the approval of the merger between Disney and Fox Studios. Mm -hmm. Someone claiming to have attended a speaking engagement with with some high-level Fox production crew members offered the following regards to the Fox-owned Marvel characters coming to Disney. Again, take this for a grain of salt, right? It's said that the X-Men Dark Phoenix, Phoenix will be the last Fox Marvel movie and and the last in that franchise's continuity. It's further said that the crew behind the movie has already been thanked for their services and won't be needed when everything moves over to Disney. Okay. (laughs) Duh. It's said that Kevin Feige is hoovering up all of the Fox Marvel characters and is already planning them for Phase 4, which includes X-Men, Deadpool, and the Fantastic Four. All right. All right. Okay. It's also not known how many of the Fox Marvel characters will be part of the MCU or or with what actors. Right. Also here, a person also claims that a lot of X-Men Dark Phoenix is indeed getting reshot, and he got the impression that Fox Studios isn't happy with writer-director Simon Kinberg, and this is a quote, as he did not plan ahead enough during the actual shoot for this eventuality, so it was incumbent upon the digital effects department to quote unquote rebuild the entire sets that had been already been scrapped. Not good. <laughs> As a previous report said, the X Men and related characters will be back at Disney sometime next year, either early summer or by the end of summer at the latest. Wow. <laughs> Thoughts? Well, that's a that's a big one. Um, the I mean. It's going to be different. You, 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 right out of the gate, you're you're not going to get anything that Fox has done. I mean, once you get the Dark Phoenix and Deadpool movie done and and, and out in the theater, and the there was the New Mutants one that that's got postponed. postponed as well. So I don't know if that's ever going to really see the light of day at this point. I don't know. I mean, I don't know if if Fox postponed these movies for. I mean, I think they want to do some reshoots and do something different with it. But I also think, in a way, sometimes it's just like to stretch it out a little bit, sure. So that way they can continue to make money because it's still got the Fox name on it. Sure, but I mean, but it could be under those like okay, it was done while it was at Fox's. Disney could have said, okay, any movies that are going to be prior. Well, I'm just going to pull the date out of my air, mm-hmm. out of my ass. Okay, July thirtieth. Okay. Okay. Anything previously to July thirtieth will be under the Fox banner. Anything after July 30th will be under the new Disney banner. Mm. Okay, hypothetically, let's say. Right. And let's say the new Mutants falls under October mm. of this year. Okay. And Disney, according to what the guidelines I just set up, which are completely made up, by the way. Right. It's now in Disney's camp. Somebody at Disney could say, you know what? Now that we own that movie, it's now ours because that was how the deal was worked out. Mm-hmm. Well, we don't like this movie at all. Mm-hmm. Or we're going to look at it and hold on to it for a little bit because we're, we're thinking maybe this might not be the direction that we want to go with the mutants now that they're under the Disney umbrella. Mm-hmm. Prior to, let's say, if the release date was, let's say, July 4th, maybe they would have been like, well, we'll let it go because it's going to be the last of the movies, so we don't care. Right. But, I mean, I think that now that it's under the blanket of Disney, maybe, possibly, maybe they, somebody was like, I don't think we're going to go with that week because I don't like the idea of that them making the... Horror, a horror aspect. aspect of it because look how well that did for you know Trank's Fantastic Four with the body modification idea that he had yeah you know look I mean <clears throat> I don't work at a head of a studio if I did I probably would have you know 
done things differently, but you know, who knows? Um, You've been doing this rinky dink podcast, huh? <laughs> you would be doing this rinky dink podcast. That's right. I'd be doing a rinky dink. This is how I would run the Marvel Studios. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it's it's like I think the new, at this point, New Mutants is probably going to be dead and buried. I think, I think so probably, too. It's just they're they I know with 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 Disney they're going to go how are we going to release this? We could release it under like a Buena Vista or a sub. Uh, sure. Movie studio. You know, hey, uh-huh. look, Touchstone Pictures. Yes. You know <laughs> exactly. So that way, if if they really wanted to release it, they could. Um, but yeah, do they, I don't think they want to make it a horror aspect because they don't want to scare the kids, basically, because that's what right. they, 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 when they hear New Mutants, you're going to think kids movie, you know, right? And it's, and, and it's not going to be. Um, or maybe there's like a character in that New Mutants movie that they want to use somewhere else, and that the iteration of that version. Does it sync up with this version? Mm-hmm. Like, right. who knows? That's why we don't get paid the big bucks. Right. You know? <laughs> you know, as far as the Dark Phoenix, boy, that's a tough one. I mean, you know, I, I kind of want to see it. I mean, Apocalypse wasn't that good. I mean, I'll admit it, you know. Like, <laughs> I you don't know, even own that one yet. Really? I can't believe it. Like, I, I was really looking forward to it because I like Olivia Munn. I thought she was good casting a Psylocke. I like the, yeah. the Four Horsemen. There's just nothing there really pulling me to go. I need this in my collection. Yeah. Even the the thought of the steel book that I see every time I go to Best Buy, I'm like, all I gotta do is it's like ten dollars now. Like, all I gotta do is just buy the, it. And yeah. I'm like, <sighs> yeah. I was actually I was actually in in, uh, in Best Buy yesterday, and uh, I actually picked up a couple things because they were so cheap now that it was right. Like, it was worth it. I bought the the Men in Black trilogy for thirteen dollars. I'm like, I got three movies for thirteen bucks. Yeah, this is great, you know. And then I got Train Spotting for. Two, two, two for $10. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm I, like, this is great. We were there the other week and I noticed that the, the, the there's a new line of steel books, like the Tomb Raider movies are in mm-hmm. steel books mm-hmm. and the Ghost in the Shell. Well, I already have the steel book and I like my steel book. I like the other one better. I like, like that. Oh, that is, I'm like, that is awesome it's looking. So striking. And I'm like, I wish there was a place I could sell movies again because I would sell my old, my steel book and get that steel, steel book because I like that one way more. It's way prettier. Yes. Um, I love the back. That is, that yeah. The back is so great, too. The front's great, but the back's even awesome. Yeah. more cool. Just Scarlett Johansson and all her, her bodysuit glory. Yeah. You know? Oh, you're talking about that one. Oh, oh I'm talking about the animated version. Oh, that the animated looks, one's good, too. too yeah. Yeah, that, that one's still around, but no, I'm talking about the one with Scarlett Johansson. It's got like a purplish kind of steel book, and she's in it. It's not. It's completely different than the one they released when it first came out. Is, is she in the center of it? Yeah, and she's oh, like, that is she's, the one like I saw. Little, she's wet, and she's kind of like shooting her gun. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. No, that is the one I saw. Yeah, I was like, is, so. <sighs> yeah, that's great. So, um, I, who knows what this Dark Phoenix thing? Like, I gotta be like, I mean, I'll go see it because I do like the X Men. Right. I've I've enjoyed the movies. I've never been a huge fan of the series. Best thing that came out of that series, obviously, was Wolverine. You know, I think clearly. Well, I think uh, uh, Patrick Stewart, Patrick Stewart playing, and Ian McKellen. I think the two of them are great. Yeah, I wasn't a big fan of um, the guy who plays Cyclops, but I'm also not a big Cyclops fan, so I'm like, eh. yeah, yeah, he wasn't really a strong enough character or strong enough actor to play that character. It, I don't think it's hard to make me like characters that I don't normally. You got to be like, okay, prime example. Not a big Iron Man, not a big Iron Man fan. So when mm-hmm. they made, I said it plenty of times on the show. When they made the Iron Man movie, I was like, oh, really? Who the fuck cares? And then when they said Robert Downey Jr., I was like, oh, I'm in. Yeah. You know, 
if it was anybody else, I would have been like, I don't care, and it probably wouldn't be the su- success that you yeah, know, still, a yeah. week, five days from now, Infinity War. Yeah, you know. So I'm like, all right, well, I, I like the girl playing um, Sophie Turner. She plays Sansa in Game of Thrones. She's Jean Grey now, mm. and I'm like, I like her. You know, I'm, I'm curious to see where they're going to take it. I wonder if Quicksilver is going to be in it. Like who? Who else is going to be in it from yeah. this iteration? Like, is Jennifer Hudson, Jennifer Hudson, Jennifer Lawrence, completely different? <laughs> <laughs> Jennifer Hudson is Mystique. <laughs> and I'm telling you, I'm not leaving. <laughs> Just ever singing it. <laughs> All blue. <laughs> um, it's it's going to be neat to see them, though, go back into the fold for the, the whole war. Like, I think they... Disney will do a great job with them. <coughs> I mean, I don't think Fox did a bad job with them, but I think that we were going to now. I, I like to see now if, if Hugh Jackman's still interested in playing because you said if he you know, said if, if yeah, I'd be glad they come back to be a part of the Avengers. Yeah. I, oh, yes. Like <sighs> <laughs> to see that kind of iteration, just to finally get that like, like together. It's like it's that like <laughs> dec- like over a decade ago you think it's never going to happen and then all of a sudden now it's like uh, it's a possibility oh, okay well apparently the Russo brothers um, this is Avengers 3 Infinity War mm. they're keeping wraps on what Avengers 4's name is because they've filmed Avengers 4 alongside of Avengers 3 mm. they're keeping the title of Avengers 4 completely under wraps they're not telling anybody mm-hmm. because they don't want it to leak out what if, and that gives me just fanboy now, and I'm going to have the whole, I'm going to have everyone go, oh, that'd be great. What if the bumper to Infinity War is Patrick Stewart, Wolverine, all of the people, Halle Berry coming from the smoke to save the Avengers or have a beef with the Avengers and Avengers 4, Avengers versus X Men? <laughs> <laughs> Too soon. Too soon. <laughs> you think? No, nah, uh, no. Nah, I don't. I mean, that'd be great. I mean, uh, <laughs> you're like, oh, that would be great. That would be that would be that would be the best ticket in town. I think you know when that comes I, out, you know, it'd be the. It'd be just like as it fades to black. But wait, there's more. You wanted the best. You got the best. And all of a sudden, you're and you see Hugh Jackman come walking out and taking a swing at Captain America for no reason, and it just poof, Avengers four, and you're like, oh, what? <laughs> and just leave it at that. Not even. How is that connected? I mean, it's a Captain America survives Infinity War, but uh, just saying, like you just see, he does. I don't know. Oh. Maybe he does. Maybe he doesn't. I'm just saying. Stacy again, like, of course he's gonna survive. No, she's like, of course he's gonna die. Um, I just think that well, he's going on record saying that he's you know the fourth Avengers movie is his last, so he's got to at least make an, an appearance. I'm assuming. <laughs> Even if it is a body in a casket, <laughs> it doesn't say he has a pulse. It just says he's going to be in it. He's in, in a flashback. <laughs> yes, could be. Yep. You never know. Or he's on TV. Like if you're if you're watching this, I guess I'm dead. I know that reference. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, um, there you have it, part one, folks. If you enjoyed the show, please go to our Facebook page, Geeksters, and give us a like. Follow us on Twitter at Geeksters. Don't forget to go to the about section to find out where you can hear the show live. But I can tell you right now, it's mostly on Sunday nights, starting around 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on AquanetRadio.com, iTunes Radio, and TuneIn. Just search for Aquanet Radio on those apps. But of course, if you want to contact Ed on anything you've seen or heard, you can contact him at ed at wordswithgeeks.com. 
before you want to contact Sean, you can contact them at Sean at wordswithgeeks.com. That's S-H-A-W-N. See you in part two. That was wonderful. Bravo. I loved that. Oh, it was great. Well, it was pretty good. Well, it wasn't bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good, It though. could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. It was terrible. Get him away. Hey, boo. Boo.